what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you amazing people out there, the doers, thinkers, creators, makers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, people living and acting way outside the box. As you guys know, I'm a very big advocate of that. Um, you know, driving your own vehicle, if you will, and, and owning a little bit more of your path. And, and um, you're probably maybe misunderstood at times. You're probably looked at as crazy for trying those things. You're not alone. I get you. My guests get you. Everybody that comes on this show or is in, in part uh, related to this show, it's all about finding your own unique path, right? And I always say we never glamorize or glorify in success because it's a very arbitrary thing. Success is whatever it is that it is to you that makes you happy and that you're in your your thing and in your purpose. Um, and often at times I think media um, can portray it otherwise or there's a, the comparison effect. That will not happen here. And my guests will attest to that as well, too. And uh, and so there's been a lot of movement with the podcast. So for as I mentioned previously, for all of my my day one uh, followers and subscribers, thank you guys. It means so much that you're still constantly a part of this journey. And then we've had a lot of new subscribers. I'm really grateful for the growth. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for subscribing. If you want to, as, as everybody will tell you, if you want to reach out more and have a conversation with me or ask me anything or you know, have a guest that you think that I should take a look at, you can reach me at, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram at HDF Magazine if you want to get in on the conversation at the intersection of culture and creativity and entrepreneurship. And then at Hustle Sold Separately, you guys know I've been answering every single DM, text, and reply for seven years. Uh, I always say it's very Gary Vee, but that's just also me naturally building community. That's the most important thing, I think, in anything that we do. Uh, so thank you all for being a part of this. And we have another amazing, amazing show, amazing guest. And we're going to be talking about health in relation to children and getting the parents involved. And this is a very big uh, issue in my mind. Uh, it's funny because the previous episode was all about um, children and the arts and, and nurturing their creativity. And now we're going to be talking about nurturing their health. So the two things that will probably make a substantially greater leaders in the future, considering the times that we're living in, I think this is the perfect time that we're having these conversations. But um, I myself have been going through my own transformational health over the last few years and really started doubling down the last year and a half and really getting into it this year and um, these things are not often taught and because of the beautiful world of marketing which I realize I am in that world of marketing but it's authentic <laughs> and for real products and services uh, that uh, often at times what gets mass marketed isn't always healthy for um, people at large and especially our children and so today's guest Darren Litt is the CEO and co-founder of Haya and we're going to be talking about that because it's a brand reimagining children's health by creating a stronger, cleaner, and tastier children's vitamin, uh, no added sugar, and um, you know a lot of just the the mission itself behind how are we you know reimagining health at large for our children? Because honestly, if we can start there, 
they will grow up much differently than um, some of us trying to reverse engineer <laughs> so where we've gotten to. So, so again, uh, just to give you a quick background on Darren. Uh, as I mentioned, CEO and co-founder of Haya, and uh, his father of two with a passion for children's health, founded Haya to promote lifelong health for kids and ultimately end our collective addiction to sugar. There's a lot of addictions in there, and sugar is definitely when I, what I learned about sugar is is unreal. Um, so I'm hoping he's going to go uh, hardcore and uh, check all of you at the same time. <laughs> and then uh, prior to Haya, he co-founded and led multiple companies with a focus within the technology, marketing, and advertising space. So I'm assuming he and I would probably be ha- geeking out out offline about all these other things and then past ventures included co-founding market hire uh, the leading talent marketplace and mobile content company go live mobile and then under his leadership go live generated more than 250 million in revenue and was named the number one fastest growing media company in the country by inc magazine he's a graduate of university of california berkeley high school of business and university of california los angeles school of law darren thank you for being here i appreciate your time of course happy to be here uh, amazing uh, mini background that I just gave, but I, I told you before the show, first question is always the same, like how we got here, because you were doing a lot of amazing things in with previous ventures. I love the shift to health, um, but I'm assuming there was probably already uh, reasons for that happening uh, pre-Haya. So how do we get here? What, what was going on? You can go as far back as you want, and then we'll just kind of flow from there. Sure. So a quick bit of background. Um, so I- I think like most entrepreneurs, you know, I took a bit of a roundabout path to get to where we are today. I started my first company when I was in college. It was essentially a tutoring marketplace um, while I was at college and it did pretty well. And I think, you know, like most, like many college kids who are driven, um, they take the next step. And what was that step for me? Law school. I don't know why I went to law school. I was intellectually curious. I went to law school, felt like a defined path, uh, for me. Um, and I immediately realized that kind of what I was doing previous, kind of that entrepreneurial path, that was where I, I wanted to be. Um, so I started a couple of companies after that time. First company that you mentioned was a company called Go Live Mobile. In very basic terms, we put ads with an app. Uh, grew that into a big company with about 200 employees at the company, as you mentioned, did about $250 million in revenue. Um, also co-founder of a company called Marketer Hire, again, in and around this world of ad tech. Mm-hmm. Um, we essentially are a talent marketplace that connects digital marketing experts with companies. But really, throughout all of this, throughout all this kind of ad tech marketing background, my passion is my two kids. I have two girls, age eight uh, and age nine. And I think once you have kids, you start looking at everything slightly differently. So the one thing that I kept coming up again and again was just all the kind of the trickery around the world of health and wellness and what we were teaching our kids in particular um, when my kids were young we went to our pediatrician our pediatrician said you know what you should start giving your kids um vitamins and i said great i took vitamins as a kid i remember flintstones vitamins i feel like everyone my age kind of took flintstones vitamins mm-hmm. so I went online we went to buy vitamins and i was shocked that nothing had changed since then the only thing that changed is kind of this unhealthy sugar-filled junk of flintstones vitamins had kind of morphed into this gummy form. And so as an entrepreneur myself, instead of just kind of complaining about it, I said, well, there really has to be a better way here. So we spent three years kind of formulating a better, no sugar vitamin, none of that junk found um, elsewhere. Uh, got together a bunch of nutritionists and pediatricians to say, how can we do this better? Um, so that's that's the genesis of high, and that's why we're talking today. 
Mm. I bet you guys found a lot of interesting information along the way, um, you know, which which does lead me to my first question. Like during the R and D, was there anything that you were finding with products that even maybe even some that you probably thought were good, but you were finding out about, you know, what was really involved in in the process of making them and um, and their ingredients and things like that? Because you know, there's there's so many layers right to products being delivered to the market there's the the creation of it and sometimes with a lot of fillers and additives and then there's the marketing layer <laughs> and then there's the you know what I'm saying like what 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 were some of the things that you were finding about like you know the basically the current state of health products like what what was going mm-hmm. on in, during your you know your research and development stages yeah so number 1 is the amount of added sugar and not just in kids vitamins but all kind of kids products um, it's just a shocking amount of sugar. According to the American Heart Association, kids are supposed to eat an average, a maximum, I should say, of about 20 to 25 grams of sugar a day. Um, and mm. in a kid's vitamin, a typical kid's vitamin has five grams of added sugar. So what that means is almost 20% of your daily allowance for added sugar comes from what is being given to you as kind of this, what you think is a health food and it's not a health food. So that's number one is just this massive amount of sugar that we find in vitamins and we see everywhere. Um, number two was this idea, which I didn't know at the time, is when you're making a, a, a supplement, the supplements are not regulated by the FDA. So right. what that means essentially is that, you know, it doesn't go through this kind of um, hardcore testing process that we all might think happens with, you know, a vitamin. Um, so what we've done internally is we've made sure we have the best testing. We test for everything possible. We test for heavy metals in a way that's not mandatory for other supplements um, on the market. And then the third is just all kind of like the junk that comes from gummies itself. When we think of gummy vitamins, you know what I mean by gummies, literally kind of like the fruit mm-hmm. snacks that gummies are made of. It's a massive, massive, massive industry i think it says you know just gummy vitamins alone is something like 12 billion dollars um in gummy vitamins and gummies is just the worst delivery mechanism for a supplement it especially for kids it gets stuck in your kids teeth and causes cavities anyone here who's listening who has kids knows that's the case you give your kids you know a a gummy anything and it's going to get stuck so it, it causes cavities um all that excess sugar is is absolutely insane. Um, it's just a poor delivery mechanism for gummies. Uh, sorry, for vitamins itself. So one thing I didn't realize is the gummy um, kind of delivery device. It's really bad at holding nutrients, and that's one reason, for example, that you are required or kids required to take up to you know two to four per day because they can't pack all the nutrients that they claim to pack into one vitamin you know so at higher what we did is we have one chewable that you take a day not four it's one a day um and these what's just so insane about that is the gummy itself it's you know the nutrients that are on the label because the gummy vitamin is just a little you know uh inconsistent a lot of times what you see on your label itself and when it says kind of the percentages that's not necessarily the percentages that you see it so what gummy manufacturers will do on top of that kind of like the big vitamin or the big food, what they'll do, they'll spray vitamins onto your gummy um, in order to kind of 
have the vitamins live up to what's on the label. And common sense says that's a horrible method for delivering nutrients. Um, the second it's exposed to air and oxygen, those vitamins start to disappear. So all this stuff put together, you know, just made me think this is an absolutely crazy thing that we're doing for our kids, masking it, disguising it as a health food. Why do you think it was masked? Was it just because it was a way to, was it, was it a marketing play? Was it a, uh, you know, a way to get kids who, you know, thought it had to taste bad if it was good for you? I mean, like, why, why was it just a, a, an old system yet again, not updated to, you know, newer and better, more available standards? Why do you think it was masked so much? I mean, I think, I think that there's the kind of, you know, positive take and the negative take on that. The, 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 the one, one spin on that is the vitamins themselves, they have a taste to them. They have a bitter taste to them. So one way to kind of overcome that bitter taste is a lot of sugar and a lot of junk and kind of just overpowering the vitamin. That's, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a nice way to look at it. But, but, I, but what I think is more uh, realistic is kind of the, the big vitamin companies saw an opportunity here. And they said, look, if we could convince families and we could convince parents that this is a health product, who are we to say um, that it's not right for them? And families, since the time of Flintstones and then through kind of this gummy vitamin revolution, they've fallen for this narrative. They've fallen for the narrative that a sugary candy vitamin filled with five grams of sugar is somehow good for your kid when it's not good for your kid. Mm. And what do you, so this is unrelated to, from the vitamin standpoint, but what do you notice that, um, you know, is suffering most with, with children's health? You know, is it coming from a lack of education from the parent side? Is it kind of come, is it generational where, you know, like kind of you earlier and you're saying, oh well, yeah, we, you know, we had the Flintstone vitamins when we were kids and uh, I'll just pass that on because that's what I remember during that point in time. Are we, are our parents somewhat on automation? <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I remember when I was that age. Yep. Here, take this and call it a day. I mean, but what do you notice in general? Like, uh, and, and also any kind of statistics you can share, like what's happening are, are our children healthier than they've been before, even though it's still a climb? Are we still seeing a, a rise in like, you know, health issues? Um, what What is nutrition looking like these days with kids? I'd be curious because not only are you a parent, but also just, you know, in the industry, what you might be seeing across the boards. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'll give you some, some stats. Nearly 40% of children's diets that come from added sugar and unhealthy fats. 90% of kids don't eat enough fruit and veggies. As I mentioned to you earlier, kids are supposed to eat an average, a ceiling of 25 grams of sugar per day. They, they eat shockingly high amounts over that. Um, and some of this comes from, you know, a lack of education. Some of it just comes from marketing. The food and beverage industry spends billions of dollars a year advertising to kids. And why do they do that? Because it works. You know, they don't just spend the money for the sake of spending money. They spend money because it works. They convince parents and kids to buy products. And we see this in the vitamin industry, but we also see it outside. You know, we see it with breakfast cereals, with um, bars. We even see it with juice. Like we've all been convinced that cereals and juice in the morning is part of a complete breakfast. But your breakfast cereal itself might have 11 grams of sugar in it. Um, Juice is not a way to get, you know, the vitamins 
that you need. Your applesauce, for example, might have 17 grams of sugar. There's just sugar, added sugar found in everything nowadays. And the result of all this added sugar is, you know, just a variety of health problems. Um, like the science is beyond question. Sugar is the root cause of obesity and most of the chronic disease we see, you name it, mm -hmm. it's caused by sugar, heart disease, dementia, type two diabetes, depression, even acne, all of it's caused by sugar, yet we treat sugar like it's this fun treat when in reality, in large amounts, sugar becomes uh, a toxin. Which is interesting during a time that we're living in where immunity is talked about and a lack there of it uh excuse me immunity should be talked about more <laughs> but uh sure. is, is not necessarily being talked about uh as much uh, uh i don't know how far in that conversation you want to go but uh but i i but i would love your take on that is that you know um these issues that you're talking about that yes predominantly come from sugar and in other foods as well um is what has also made for a time like we're living in where um, a suppressed immune system or a compromised immune system um, can't handle, you know, something like what we're experiencing right now, um, mm -hmm. you know, with COVID and, and, and what I'm and just mutated viral infections and what. And so, um, you know, how are, is there an awakening? <laughs> are, 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 we, are we seeing that okay? Um, again, the old paradigm is not working, and so therefore we need new new outlets for and new approaches to health. Do you think that has has there been a spike this year, especially like with Haya and saying people like being like, you know what, Darren, like I want to learn more, like because like I gotta be better prepared. I, it, like, ha, do you feel mm -hmm. like people are are now approaching, or at least open to approaching? Okay, how do we better prepare ourselves? For sure. I mean, so with everything going on with the pandemic, obviously health and wellness is top of mind. Immunity is top of mind, um, parents, kids, everybody's thinking more so than they have, how do we, how do we stay healthier? How do we yes. get healthier? And the, the challenge really just comes down to, um, education. So, yes. So, so much of what, you know, I, I think this kind of millennialish generation, everyone cares about health and wellness. People know, you know, yeah. uh, if you really drill them on them, but they, they know a lot of what they're eating isn't yeah. good. For them, I mean, people understand this, but again and again, we're tricked in a sense by marketing gimmickry, and it's happened, you know, over the years, and it still happens. You know, when I was a kid, it was fat-free. Then it, you know, at some point, it moved on to kind of gluten-free. But it, but it's still right. people want kind of roundabout answers, you know, instead of just eating healthier and knowing what it is that you eat. So it really comes down to me to kind of you know, step one is how do we educate parents? How do we educate kids, you know, to know what they're eating um, and to learn how to read a label? I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things. Labels, while, you know, all of our foods and supplements have labels, they can be overwhelming. So even when you take the time to read the label, um, take sugar, literally sugar. There are 200 different names of sugar. Some you know, corn syrup, fructose some are designed to be tricky evaporated cane juice barley malt all of these sound like they might be good for you so what parents kids what all of us have to do we have to put forth the effort 
around education to become smarter. Um, and I think people, you know, I think we all we, uh, would like it to be easier, but we got to put forth a little effort, all of us, uh, to, you know, to understand what it is that um, we're eating. Because I think we're at this time right now, as you kind of said, where people want to be healthier. People realize we got to be healthier. Now it's, okay, so what do we do? Right. Yeah. I mean, and education is everything. I mean, how could we not at this point educate knowing that like, look, we may not own mainstream media, but we certainly use social media. <laughs> and if you use it mm -hmm. and if you use it accordingly and and websites and communities online, um, there's physically no way you cannot get education out to the masses are you finding that as like you know a, a, a key component too is like you you create kind of community around this is that like how much content can we also put out to talk about these things and and you know because obviously there's that blend of like hey i want to promote you know to regular marketing that we grew up with is like hey i want to promote this really great product but i want to talk about its use case and then on top of that um let's talk about why this is an important topic and all the different types of content around you know the sensitive areas that may not normally be talked about. Like, are you, are you opening up that conversation on your platforms? A hundred percent. I mean, that's, so I personally, as a founder, I'm mission driven to kind of end the sugar epidemics among kids and kind of bring this health and wellness movement mm -hmm. down to kind of the younger generation. So all I want is to start a conversation about sugar and health and wellness in general, specific to kids. Now I don't want to be, you know, the sugar police, <laughs> right. Halloween, right. you know, and the kids want to have a piece of candy. Great. Have a piece of candy. It's your birthday. And you want birthday cake. Cool. Have some birthday cake. But if it's Tuesday and it's 8 a.m., you don't need 20 grams of added sugar in your breakfast bar and your applesauce. And yes, the vitamin that's meant to promote health. So we're starting to, you know, have that conversation in the way that, you know, I hope our brands kind of connects with parents. You know, what I hope high is doing is having conversation that we're all kind of in this together. Myself, I'm not a doctor. You know, I'm a curious father who saw a problem and said, this is insane, everybody. Let's start a conversation around how crazy this is. Um, so I think, you know, we don't try to belittle any kind of parents that have, you know, you know, have any questions that might not be, you know, there's no dumb questions. Um, we're all trying to do this together. We're all doing our best. We're all learning as we go. Being a parent is hard enough. It's stressful in so many ways, Teach, you know, teaching your kids health and wellness hard enough. You know, we all have to be in this together. So the content that we put out um, is all around kind of healthy eating, mindful eating, education, the, the, the benefits uh, of eating healthy, the dangers of sugar, anything that we can, you know, do to kind of start that conversation around, you know, you know, how sugar is bad, how health and wellness is so important to kids and then specific to Haya how, you know, a multivitamin that's made with no sugar and none of that gummy junk, how, how that is kind of a necessary step in health. Maybe not for everybody, um, but, but if you're going to be giving your kids a multivitamin, and most doctors, pediatricians nowadays will suggest a multivitamin, you know, give them one that's not causing a variety of other health problems that you're literally hoping to prevent by giving a vitamin. As a parent, how much of it is also cultivating a mindset for balance and making good choices because you know we can mask things right i'm not a parent yet but i'm just saying like mm -hmm. when i say we just in general like we can mask things and say oh here take this it still tastes good but you know or we can teach children to critically think 
Mm-hmm. Um, how is that for you as a parent? And how much of it is a mindset in cultivating habits? Like you said, you're not here to be sugar police, but you're here to like help the assistance of a child learn over time you know, to make really great choices and not see things as, oh, I don't want to do, this is awesome, you know? And obviously, I mean, that's true. That's not all, (laughs) it's not all like, like that at all. But I'm curious to ask you as a parent, like how much of it is, you know, also teaching these, uh, to instill these types of values in, and while not saying you should be this, it should more into more of like, Hey, here's some things to, you know, think about while still speaking at their level. <laughs> so they don't look at you mm-hmm. as like, mm-hmm. what are you saying, dad? You know, <laughs> like, for sure, for sure. I mean, so I think one of the, here's where I think parents can do something a little better in the world of vitamins. They, obvi- they, they oftentimes try to trick their kids with a kid's vitamin, calling it candy. And I don't think that's helpful. I think you're kind of confusing kids around health and wellness. I think kids are resilient. Kids are smart. Kids understand the idea that, you know, something will, will, help you. I, I think, you know, from a parent's perspective, we try to teach and kind of uh, the conversation we start with high is around mindful eating. So mm-hmm. you sit at the table for a family dinner. You don't rush eating. You don't multitask. Um, you drink plenty of water. Just this idea of practicing in the moment awareness of foods and drinks you put into your kids' bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, we also try, you know, I think easier said than done, but, you know, uh, it's much easier to teach good habits when you don't have the bad stuff there in the first place. Again, you want to give your kids ice cream. I give my kids ice cream. They love ice cream, but that doesn't mean that we have breakfast bars and breakfast cereals that are available at all times of the day thinking that's good for you. So, you know, I think it's something like 80% of packaged foods have added sugar, 80% of them have added sugar, you know, so, and in crazy places, you wouldn't expect ketchup has added sugar, bread has added sugar, mm-hmm. you know, everything has added sugar. So the less packaged food you can keep around the house, it's probably uh, a good thing. I mean, kids, kids eat what they see. If, if you, if it's not in front of them, they won't, um, they won't take it. Um, specifically, you know, another example, you go to a restaurant, something that I find to be a little, it's, I, I get it, but I, I find to be a, a, a you know, a little silly is children's menus, you know, children's menu. We all know why we do it. We want to have an easier time at, at lunch or dinner. So we, you know, give them chicken fingers and corn dogs. And that's what we present to them. If we didn't present that to them, that wouldn't be an option for them. Um, so again, it's all about balance here. It's not never give your kids chicken fingers, never give them corn dogs, but it should not be that every time you go to a restaurant from the time that they're, you know, two years old till they're 13 years old, they don't eat what you eat. They eat chicken fingers and French fries and ketchup and corn dogs. Because if you kind of take that out of the equation, you know, kids will, kids will eat what's in front of them. If you go to France, if you're in Paris, do you think kids are eating chicken fingers and corn dogs? No, because they don't, they're not presented them with that kind of like Americanized kids menu that, that we, that we put forward. You know, and I hope that it changes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. here's here's a question for you, um, specifically, higher but not higher related. Um, you had a so you you were involved in other ventures, and then 
you took on a mission very close to you, especially being a father mm-hmm. in a completely different industry mm-hmm. for a product-based business. Mm-hmm. How has that been in growing that business compared to what you've done in the past? And what were some of the things you didn't see coming <laughs> in the process? You know, uh, right. I can o- I can only imagine like from from pack because I you know and I've, I've worked with some different brands with like I get it from like packaging and like what can and cannot be on the label to you know this didn't even come out right as a product to I mean any number mm-hmm. of things. I, but I, but and you can go as far on a tear as you want. But I'd be curious to know like. Mm-hmm. What's that been like? Because um, going from, and those other industries, a lot of them were service-based, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. going to product-based, whew, what a transition. And then health-based product, what a transition. Mm-hmm. And now you're dealing mm-hmm. with e-com and retail and <laughs> a whole other number of things. Um, and the reason I ask you this is because I know that a lot of times I get listeners too that, you know, they're on one path and it's so far of a different path that they want to go on that that may scare them either it's shutting down not not shutting down but like you know letting go of that one business maybe to move into another one or exiting corporate and going into you know something completely unrelated how's that Mm -hmm. been for you and like what did you just not expect how'd you handle it you can like i said you can go on a tear sure um physical products are hard i mean i I think direct consumer products are are hard my my background has been kind of in and around ad tech and service-based businesses, we're not selling anything physical. And so the idea of inventory and testing and everything, you know, and just iteration after iteration after iteration, that's tough. I think I was fortunate because I, I came at this from such an authentic place of just honestly wanting to put out a better product and being, you know, disheartened by everything that's on the market that I was again and again unwilling to cut corners. Um, and I think it shows in our, our product again and again, we're just not willing to cut corners anywhere the challenge of that is it's tough you know so it's much easier to be the big vitamin company that you know throw throw four grams of added sugar there why not you know throw red dye number 40 it looks better um there's a bunch of stuff that you can do that i was completely you know unwilling to do what's great about it though you know so b2b businesses business to business businesses like you know uh like uh i've run before they're not as rewarding as a direct consumer product. You know, there's something wonderful about interacting with, you know, parents and uh, kids and seeing them kind of start this journey to health and wellness and having that conversation with them. And, you know, the, the emails that mm-hmm. we get, the reviews that we get, we have, you know, you know, hundreds of five star reviews um, talking about how much they like the product and the mission. Frankly, they love the packaging, which is super kind of, near and dear to me uh so all that stuff's super rewarding um for us i didn't get into this but basically what we do with haya um while most vitamin companies what they do they will send you um you know it's a plastic tub of vitamins you go to your you know uh, store and you buy a plastic tub but because i was reimagining from the ground up we said well that's silly you know you go to a store and every month you have to buy more and more plastic that's just a total waste so what we do we create an experience so when you buy from us you get a glass a refillable glass bottle and we send it with stickers and your kid when he gets his vitamins in the mail um he decorates his bottle with stickers um and so what's really cool about that is now your child uh, is excited 
about health and wellness. They have ownership. They, they mm-hmm. have their own glass bottle. And then every month thereafter, we send, you know, a refill pouch that you pour into your vitamins. I'm sorry, that you pour into your refillable glass bottle. Good for the environment. No plastic, you know, refillable glass. Uh, and I think because I was not, did not come from this industry, you know, I didn't have the baggage associated with this is how you're supposed to do, this is how you do it. So again and again, we said, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, starting with the vitamin itself, it was, well, why does it have so much sugar? Why is it a gummy? You know, that doesn't make sense to the glass bottle that we sent to the, the brand itself. If you look at our brand, what, what, here's the brand that I hate when it comes to kids. I hate kids brands that are too kidsy. I don't think kids like kids brands that are too kidsy. I don't think they like, you know, kids brands that have talking owls and Z's and balloons. You know, <laughs> kids want to feel mature. Like they want, they want to, they want to be a little more grown up. They don't want to be 45, but you know, they don't want to be, they don't necessarily want to be treated like they're two or three, you know? So we created a brand that I think kind of resonates for both parents and kids. And I think, you know, we've really put effort into making that, you know, um, resonate with the whole family. You know, that's a very key observation. Actually, I was, I was taking a couple notes of some of the things that you were saying that I thought were very key and very good for our listeners too, in general, but it's like, Look, you're the the scary part, maybe because you're not a you're not you, but like people like uh, you're not a big brand. But that's the whole point because um, you get to reimagine the space accordingly for the gaps that are missing, and to do it your way. The of course the you know it just requires patience and a long game mentality. But then the other thing too in your reimagination is like you were saying with the refillable glass bottles, like rethinking the entire approach and all the gaps from both the company perspective and to the customer perspective. And you did that Mm -hmm. as well. Then on top of that, you mentioned something about, yeah, you know, why not have the kids have this ownership over their health journey versus just like, oh yeah, this is what I do. I just, this is what I take and it tastes good. Like you actually kind Mm -hmm. of, you're, you're gamifying in a way. Um, the whole process, which there's a lot of research and development around gamification, of course, um, and um, and in get, but using it in an educational mind, uh, mind like a approach, where they are feeling a part of the process and inadvertently enjoying it, <laughs> you know, as well. Mm-hmm. And then that final point, which is, you know it's not like they want to be 45, but yeah, kids do play grown up. They do that all the time. They play the whole, like the, like whether they're grown up with a job or grown up with like a, you know, married or a house, like they, they play out, whatever it might be. There's that kind of that innate curiosity of, um, you know, just being taken as like, no, I'm no longer a kid. I'm a grown up. Like they, they have fun with that. And interesting observation that you caught on to that. And instead of just downplaying, like, no, you're really this age, you're almost, you're treating them with respect, <laughs> actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you're treating them with a level of respect and at the same time equating that same respect to the parents. Just, I, I was mm-hmm. just thinking about all these observations that you were talking about it because it's, it's, it's cool as a brand to, to, to see that and say like, hey, like, yeah, you know, we're going to own this a little bit differently and could we shortcut it? Yeah, but why? Because we're here to disrupt in the first place. And on top of that, why would we want to do what they did? Because our whole mission is to not do what they did. And so let's treat the entire process completely different, which it seems like you guys have done. 
you know, and then of course you probably, I'm sure it was crazy learning about the whole FDA thing and, and whatnot as well. I mean, it's, it, it's mind boggling. I, I heard the same with like, um, I don't know if it's still true, but like skincare, like, um, uh, skin products, like I think that they haven't changed the, uh, the laws about, uh, what's needed for that since like the 1920s. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me <laughs> in terms of like what people can make. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you, you learn about products out there and like what's allowed. And, um, it's interesting because it, I, I feel like then it puts a moral obligation uh, and integrity on the founder of the company to do the right thing. And then now you're just weeding out who's who in the industry and, and who's taking that moral obligation serious or not. Are you, are you seeing interesting players along the way? Uh, I mean, obviously, we, you don't have to name them or anything like that, but do you see kind of like people who are taking on the mission with um, that highest of integrity and then the entire spectrum below that? <laughs> If you um, I mean, or you're not really focusing on that, I, of course, but no, no, we, 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 we notice what other companies in the, in, in our space, at least in kind of in the children's vitamins, children's health space right. do not, not, not to name, um, names, but that, you know, when we launched, we put out an ad on Instagram and, and this was the ad. We literally went up and down the aisle of Whole Foods and we picked up bottles of children's vitamins and we said, we just read the, the amount of sugar that was on the back. We're like this one six grams of sugar this one five grams of sugar this one seven grams of sugar mm. and we had you know again not to name names but the one of the probably the biggest vitamin company in the space you know slammed us and you know came after us you know we were a nobody we just launched our our company um the same kind of saying you know kind of how dare you and we said i don't understand we literally read your label nothing happened here we read your label tell me what we did wrong if we incorrectly said something about your label Mm. i will gladly change that you know and then you know they trolled our instagram for a bit and then they went silent (laughs) so well put though but you know that and that's also the beauty i think that of the time that we're living in is the transparency in marketing like look I will not bash anybody, I, and it's not even part of my my moral fiber, if you will, like because I mean that's that's the inner work coming out. But it's like, listen, um, to your point, all we're doing is showing a label. If you don't like what you're seeing, look in the mirror. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like like I don't know what to tell you. Like, and it's not really my job to raise you. I'm raising myself and my family. So you got to get your ish together here. Like, <laughs> you know. What I'm mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's not, that's not our, that's not on, that's not on. It's not on us. us you know? Yeah. We're trying to start it. I mean, my whole imperative behind starting this company is I just wanted to start a conversation. I thought this was crazy. So when you come at it from that place, right. you can do certain things. Right. You can say, well, look, if, if, you know, if I change the ecosystem here and kids ate less sugar, I'd consider that a win. So how do I do that? Let's, just, let's point it out. Let's, let's just call it like it is. Um, and I don't want to bash companies i'm not and i'm not like that i don't think that's you know my personality type but perhaps it is my personality no. type to just kind of yeah it's just it's not like it is yeah no it, it's a very you're you're i'm glad this conversation has actually happened this way right now because it is a delicate balance because on one hand it's like i'm not here to bash you but you are providing x and i'm just talking about x and here's clearly where that's not good for you know this particular subject matter now i'm not saying that's you or your fault or maybe it's your board or whoever 
but you are tied to this. So if you don't mm-hmm. like it, you're going to have to change that narrative. But it's not mm-hmm. like I'm not picking or attacking you. But yeah, your product shit. <laughs> and yeah. so like, you know, yeah. so it, it, it's it's a it's a delicate balance of like I have to show the market of like you see this, this isn't necessarily good. Now if you don't like that, please don't take anything personally. It's about being transparent. We're living in an age where people have access to the information they and and especially this year it's enough is enough they just want to know like just stop just stop with the narrative stop with the the false all the stuff just give it to me what is it what what are we really dealing with here and even then that's struggling so i find it i think it's a very interesting balance and i think you're you're playing it very well <laughs> Basically. yeah and it's not just the product it's not just the product it's the way the product is communicated and yes. how it's communicated yes. and how it's everywhere and so kids and it's especially bad when it comes to kids. You know, if you're selling shoes and you're not really, you know, accurately describing your shoe and you're saying it's more comfortable than it is, right. who cares? Right. right? Like, who cares? Like, right. that's it's, it's what people do. When you're selling, you know, food supplements to kids and you're advertising, you know, junk food everywhere to kids and you're using terms like whole grains that you think is going to resonate <laughs> with them and convince them that this is really good for you. But we all know it's not really good for you. You know, that's that does need to be highlighted. Uh, and this and these ads are these ads are absolutely everywhere. So, you know, I think I think, um, you know, they're not I think when 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 I grew up, you know, it was on TV. That's where you see it. Right. And it's still a lot on TV. I mean, like I think there was a study that Cartoon Network, you know, Discovery, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. Nicktoons, mm-hmm. they repeatedly encourage kids to eat food and sugary drinks mm-hmm. that promote uh, bad, you know, health habits repeatedly. Um, Disney and, and PBS Univision are actually better at that. But it's not just TV. It's everywhere. And now, you know, it's all over, you know, apps and websites and digital games. So even if you as the parents aren't seeing those ads and aren't seeing that marketing, it's happening. So when you're when your little one is on their iPad playing what you think is the free game, yeah, it's free for a reason because they're monetizing it via ads. And right. which ads work? Well, a ton of those ads work that are convincing them, you know, inundating them with advertising. And mm-hmm. a ton of the times it's around bad food. Not only bad food, it's around about a lot of stuff, but uh, you know, it's just ad marketing in kids faces and we just as parents have to be aware i know we've all had that conversation around too much marketing but i don't think we realize the extent oh. of not just tv marketing <laughs> you know it's all the marketing it's everything and everywhere i i feel like i feel like marketing agencies in general are it's interesting they have to almost relearn uh, it's funny because i own one but like it's but the, everything we do is about like <laughs> is all you know uh, open um, dialogue is the authentic, like, Hey, here's the, the truth bearing side of everything. But, um, I think marketing companies are in this fragile state of, um, so what do we do? Do we like, do we have to now tell the truth? And you're like, <laughs> you know, because like products, because <laughs> products are changing, you know, I, and I've literally sat in, in meetings with big brands that like, you know, when they brought me on as a consultant, they were like, so you're you're saying, and I'm like, yeah, no, you want to you want to actually say the you know the honest truth. You have a great product, so you just want to you know talk about that. And like, 
yeah, but I'm like, but nothing. <laughs> I get it. You, you're the either generationally haven't been taught that, or the old paradigm in corporate America hasn't taught that. I get it. It's dead. It's dying. Get on board, or you'll be left behind. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> it's not like people actually love you more. There's a ten. There's actual proven statistics. Go look up conscious capitalist. You know, data where they say like there's a ten x to hundred x on retention on you know on um, mm-hmm. on employees on uh, profitability on like doing the right thing. Thing. people actually like it it's a very good beautiful thing you should try it <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah right oh go ahead i mean for, for sure that's uh it's it's you gotta so many of these products some of the biggest products that we have some of the biggest kids products that we have literally were launched you know 30 40 years ago before social media and before conversations and before these dialogues happened so like just take breakfast cereals the biggest breakfast cereals are still you know i don't know honey nut cheerios etc and these are awful for you they're awful for you mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. so they have two choices they can change the product or they can try to make the messaging work with their existing product um the challenge with changing the messaging you know making the messaging work is you're going to be a little deceptive um you're gonna your reluctance to call out what the way it really is so i, I think you know if that's the case, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that we can do as parents, you know, we got to teach our kids what it means to be marketed to. So that's a conversation I have with my kids all the time. We watch commercials and I literally will say when we watch a commercial, what was that commercial selling you? You know, and then we talk about what that commercial was selling. And the next one, what was that commercial selling? Because sometimes they don't even realize when they're when they're young, if there was a study that said kids before eight, like literally don't realize commercials are meant to sell them stuff, mm-hmm. you know? So if you can highlight for them at a young age that everybody here is trying to sell you something, you know, it just puts you, you know, in a bit of a defensive posture. So you're not, you know, immediately trusting of all the ads you see. And that's especially important just because there's so many ads mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, it's uh, and and I actually think there's so much beautiful opportunity now more than ever, like in the advertising space. That's why I, I always laugh at people when they like fear the change. I'm like, are you kidding me? This is a beautiful time. You no longer have to wear a mask. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. probably a funny time to say that, but uh, just in general, like you just you can yeah, like like and to your point of what you did with the ad, right? How did that ad do, by the way? Other than uh, piss them off, but <laughs> oh no, we had hundreds and hundreds of, I mean, millions of views on that ad that's kind of the ad that we launched with oh beautiful put us on uh it it put us on the map and i think it started a conversation that you'd you'd see all these parents come in you know who really just had no idea that these gummy vitamins were bad for them they had no idea they didn't know that there was so much sugar in their vitamins um i think they somewhat like deep inside of every single parent knows that this isn't good for their kids right but we all kind of just point fingers to everyone we're like well if he's doing it and I'm going to do it. Right. Like when I was a kid, and we just, I drank, you know, you, you drink Coke and you go to McDonald's and that's just kind of what you did. And we all knew that wasn't good. My parents knew. My parents weren't dumb, but we just did it until little by little, all the parents said, ah, we probably shouldn't do that as much anymore. You know, so I think there needs to be kind of this collective reckoning among parents, you know, mm-hmm. uh, starting a conversation and deciding among themselves that, hey, there's certain things that we don't do anymore. We're, we're, we're progressing from that. So true, so true. And, you know, I mean, it's, 
uh, I, I think it's it's a cool place that we're living in now where you can say, okay, um, you didn't know this before, but hey, now how awesome is it that we uh, can so easily, uh, that information just pop up. <laughs> now let us know, mm-hmm. like, hey, uh, I always say that, you know, there's a reason why ignorance was bliss is because you didn't know. You can't go back once you know. And once you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know you got to do the right thing. And that's that. So I think you clearly have um, put the market on notice for that. Um, how, like, how, what do you have coming up? Any, any interesting launches or anything expanding on or like what's, what's going on in your guys' world right now? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're laser focused on putting out the best multivitamin we can starting that conversation, getting the, Mm -hmm. getting the message out. Kind of our broader mission is really to kind of reimagine children's health. Um, but we are just absolutely laser focused on our, um, our multivitamin and starting that conversation specifically around around sugar which you know if uh as a um uh, as an entrepreneur as a serial entrepreneur that laser focuses everything you're like you know what let's mm-hmm. dial this so much in and listen to the market for when they're like hey not only do we love and trust you <laughs> but what mm-hmm. else can you do and that's when you go well, mm-hmm. let, let's do a little r&d on that as well and then we'll go from there you know so yeah and, and we and we've taken that to the extreme so here's the way most vitamin companies work they launch a adult brand and then they start hitting you with skew after skew after skew until mm-hmm. there's like b12 for teens and then there's calcium for older women and you know just just you know just nailing you just how many skews can we put out there you know we're going to launch you know vitamins for dogs you know everything that's that they just hit you and hit you and so what we said is Look, there's this world of tyranny of choice. Parents are overwhelmed by options, way too many options there. This isn't complicated. You give your kid one multivitamin, we don't have to overwhelm them with choice. So we've been laser focused on just one skew and doing it really well. And so what that allows us to do is make the best children's multivitamin there is because we're not, we don't have to deal with 50 different skews. And because the more products you put out there, you know, everything gets slightly diminished so we will be rolling out new products but it's always going to be very um you know uh specifically chosen and very very we're very aware of every little detail um with each vitamin that we put out that's awesome and and right now we're i know you're direct to consumer um where can everybody find out about you guys where can they you know uh whether the brand or personally you online like how can they get more information all that yeah so uh our website is Hiya Health, H-I-Y-A Health.com. Um, go to Hiya Health. It's, uh, so uh, you can find out a ton about our company there. We try to be as transparent as possible um, on the website itself. So everything that we do, it's on the website. You know, we have our Insta is at Hiya Health. Um, so if you want to start a conversation in any way, you know, hit us up there. Um, we actually, you know, we have a, new, uh, a nutritionist that you can always ask questions to and so a nutritionist on staff every time somebody you know buys from us they immediately um assuming they opt in get a message from a vitamin concierge who's there really to answer questions so via text message so we really try to reimagine this in every way possible to kind of start that conversation so we're, we're there we're there for the conversation and anyone just reach out that's awesome. Thank you. And and appreciate your time. I mean, it's crazy. It's almost been an hour, actually. <laughs> but like, it always goes by fast. But uh, I think it's cool. I mean, I and I love and I appreciate the transparency and, and the authenticity of what you guys are trying to do. And um, 
simple concept makes sense yet at the same time you know obviously you're, you're taking on an industry so but clearly at a good time that people are like listen i care about my immunity and health at the same time <laughs> and i don't want to yeah. i don't want to come at the cost of like you know if sugar partially got us into this mess not into this mess but into you know uh, not being able to sustain messes uh we got to do something different here because this isn't working for me anymore. The enough is enough. I think uh, year is really what's happening. So, I, I mean, I commend you guys at, at also being in the market at uh, a, a time that it's needed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I think it's a, it's a strange time to be running a company just with everything that's happening in, uh, with the pandemic. But, you know, we wouldn't want it this way. But having a health and wellness company that's e-commerce, direct consumer, you know, it's very timely. Oh, um, so we're, yeah. we're, we're fortunate, you know, uh, with all the unfortunate circumstances going around, around, you know, going around us, um, we're, we're, we're fortunate that we're in this industry and having this conversation now. Yeah. And I, I think it's, that's one reason that resonates with parents. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, and very purpose driven, right? So like you're, um, it, it is, it's a tricky time cause it's, it's very, uh, disruptive to a lot of people, good and bad. And so it's, it's sometimes that's a difficult, you know, conversation, but how we're showing up within our businesses, whether we were prepared long before that this year came or not, but being able to show up and have these businesses that can help others in any one of the areas that's being affected. What a blessing that we're mm -hmm. able to do so, you know, so I think that that's also, uh, we're, we're fortunate in that as well. So, um, Darren, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. It was, uh, it was really good to, you know, learn more about Haya, but also, um, you know, elevate the, the mission, if you will, especially with the call out ad. I'm very, uh, I just, I, I just, I really appreciate, um, brands that are, are constantly pushing the envelope of like, Hey, did you know? And now, you know, so let's do this together, mm -hmm. you know? Amazing. Thank you, Matt. Love your podcast. Great time. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, sit back one second here. Uh, we'll connect offline. But for everybody listening, Darren Litt, CEO and co-founder of Haya. Check out HayaHealth.com. Doing amazing things, um, especially you parents out there. Um, now is the time, right? We all we all had asked for years. I'm not a parent, but I'm just saying in general, we as human beings asked for years of more time, uh, better choices, all these different things. We got really hit hard this year with... Um, that timing uh to reassess how we approach things so when it comes to health especially your kids health i would highly recommend checking out Haya health and uh, and darren you can reach out to him so um then for darren lid and, and for myself Matt gossman for the hustle separately we appreciate each and every one of you guys constantly tuning in thank you for all 4.7 million downloads you guys are amazing uh and i look forward to continuous continuing the journey with all of you